Hello, I'm Brian Manning, and with me are co-hosts Raygun Bush and Luther Manhole. This is Across the Puniverse, a podcast dedicated to examining the filmography of Maverick auteur Albert Pune. What's up, guys? What's up, Brian? How's it going? Hey, what's up? Going all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to talk about some cool-ass movies that people need to watch. You ready to discuss the uh, post-nuclear world? (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i'm feeling a part of it right now it's 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 living with me currently <laughs> all right well today we're going to be talking about the 1984 film radioactive dreams which we were just saying is the second film of albert pune yeah yeah so you know i think we should probably this being the maiden voyage of across the puniverse explain what this is <laughs> Before we yes, get into enough. radio, no, I think it goes without saying. I think anyone who watches or like listens to this, it'll be very clear <laughs> what yeah. this is all about. Right, that is a fair point. I mean, probably hardly anyone is going to come into this knowing Albert Pune, uh, but hopefully that is a wrong assumption. Well, we should say, uh, I guess, that this is born out of the Flinzer Discord. Brian sure. yeah. is yeah. the singer for Boast and No Naj, and I am the singer for Chat Pile, and Luther Manhole is, of course, the guitar player in Chat Pile. And we all kind of are um, on the Now Watching channel. Yeah, we're, we're big movie <laughs> fans. We talk about... We're, ta- we're chopping it up, talking about movies. Like, and, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like another podcast we could have easily done get away with green away, you know, and maybe we will do that <laughs> podcast yeah. someday, you yeah. know, <laughs> or like, can you hear me, Mike Lee, you know, or something like that. <laughs> like there's a few, a few filmmakers we all love. Yeah. <laughs> I love thinking about, uh, Peter Greenaway and Mike Lee in the same breath as Albert Pian. It's all very good. Yeah. But we chose Pune. We thought it would be fun to talk about Albert Pune because we're talking about cyborg nemesis radioactive dreams kickboxer 2 <laughs> kickboxer 2 uh, yeah, dollman dollman doll oh yeah I guess another seed of this was talking about kickboxer 2 on my previous podcast with Luther Manhole yeah Captain America I didn't mean yeah. to step over you jeez <laughs> welcome fun. to the podcast world <laughs> Captain America and the Sword and the Sorcerer, uh, Brain Smasher, a love story. Some good ones. Arcade, uh, starring Arcade. Peter Billingsley. Yeah, Arcade was one I was forgetting. And a young Seth Green. And, uh, you know, you might, you could just watch the trailer for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think talking about his movies, it's just, it's a specific type of movie that I think people don't talk about enough because i think a lot of times people try to frame maybe stuff like this as like so bad it's good or something like that which is not the what i you know that's not like the mission statement i want people to take from this it's like i wouldn't really say we're saying stuff like this is like so bad it's good or like anything like that but i I just think there's cool interesting stuff that he does that maybe some of the choices could be kind of ridiculous and bad but 
I just, I think he's an artist and I think there's something to be said about like cool art that maybe isn't all the way a masterpiece, you know? For sure. Yeah. I Absolutely. When we say Maverick auteur, we're not being sarcastic at all. I mean, he is a true auteur. He, his fingerprints are all over everything he does. Yeah. Especially, I mean, we picture him like a prime era. But his his filmography goes on. We could easily do a full other season of this show if we wanted to. You know, <laughs> we just picked eight movies or nine movies or something. But. He has so much stuff, and yeah, it goes on. He has a lot of frequent collaborators uh, that we yeah. probably won't even get into that much because I mean I don't know how many of the uh, the movies with like Ice T and stuff we'll get into. <laughs> oh yeah, or Lance Hendrickson even, who's in yeah. like that like '90s period stuff. Uh, some yeah. top-notch performances. <laughs> I mean, there's a Rucker Hauer movie that we're not doing, right? Yeah. Omega there's Doom. a ton of Rucker Hauer movies. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I watched like a clip, like a music video or something that was like a clip from the movie Vicious Lips, and it actually referenced Radioactive Dreams. They were playing in a club with that name. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, it looked pretty good. I posted it in the chat for you guys to check out. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. You know, I did not have a chance to watch it, and I'm sorry, so, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's another Sue Sad Jam who features prominently in... Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that you posted that. Like, I meant to watch that, and I just didn't get around to it. Um, yeah. That song, I kept thinking... Uh, I, it was going to be like, I need a hero! It was going to bust into that. Right. It's yeah. like it's so similar song, right? at, yeah. at times. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's really funny. There's a lot of songs of that caliber in this movie and in other movies of his too. Just like, I think Sue Sad's in a bunch of his movies. Yeah, one of the people from Sue Sad's band went on to do like legitimately like 14 movies. Oh, with, wow. Or like a whole bunch with uh, uh, Pune. Because it was, she did have a band. Yeah, Sue Sad in the Next was the actual oh, band. Yeah. Okay. Well, Radioactive Dreams is definitely one of the ones... Oh, sorry. What were we going to say? Oh, no. Go ahead. No. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Still getting my sea legs here out at sea. Yeah. The podcast waves, you know? Um, (laughs) I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Radioactive Dreams is a movie uh, I had never seen. Like, most of the movies that we picked are things that I saw as a kid and I have watched since and like appreciated for different reasons later, but radioactive dreams I'm only watching with adult eyes and a little peek behind the curtain. I maybe have watched it twice, but um, (laughs) I, I don't know. It's I'm blown away by his sense of style and stuff. The lighting in this and some of the choices I mean, you just think about a shitty movie on Netflix, or even, like, we don't have to go after them, but, like, uh, anything that's, like, the digital era direct-to-video, you know, it's few and far between where they take this kind of careful, um, <laughs> careful, uh, <laughs> I'm losing, I'm losing my, my words here, but where they, where they just, uh, you know, 
the set design, attention to detail, and like te- yeah, visual thank style, you. attention coherent to detail, visual style. Yeah, coherence, coherence. That's the word of the day. But uh, yeah, I think that there's definitely uh, Peen definitely has a visual style that's pretty recognizable. Uh, Loves the color blue for sure. Definitely. Like there's like a ton of blue. But then a there's of- a lot of reds too. Like when they're out, when they leave. There's that whole sequence is kind of reddish, orangish and shit, you know? And then when they get to the city, it's all blues and stuff. You're, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong about it. <laughs> I mean, even in the beginning, he tries to pull kind of like a Wizard of Oz thing with um, it being starting in black and white with like the two guys underground, like all greased up with long hair and stuff like that. <laughs> and they're like running around. Uh, but then as soon as they kind of like make their way out of the underground bunker that they've been locked in since a nuke dropped or whatever, then it turns color. So this movie stars John Stockwell, who is not Dean Stockwell's <laughs> son, contrary That's to right. popular belief. Yeah, and I've been <laughs> spreading that everywhere, <laughs> telling yeah. everyone that. I love, I love him in this movie. I think he's really, of all the teen actors of the 80s, He's he's just good. He's in Christine, which I read the book and I watched the movie right after. And he's I had seen the movie a ton of times before. And as I'm reading the book, a lot of times I hate like knowing who the cast is and stuff because I can't stop picturing. For instance, I'm reading Cell right now and I can't stop thinking about John Cusack being the main character of this book. (laughs) I already don't really like the book very much. But with that one, I was like, perfect casting. And he's in My Science Project, which is another terrific movie. And so I like him a lot. But uh, Michael Dudikoff. The other co-star is Michael Dudikoff. Yeah, that's what I was going to go to, of American Ninja fame. He's doing a way different type of role than he would pretty much always do later. Like, he's very goofy in this. And yeah. He's definitely like a serious guy. Really bad actor. Very bad. In general, yeah. but I, I think he does a decent job in this. I think this honestly. is his best like work. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's really going for it for sure. I, it's like it's he's doing what he can with the the dialogue he was given, but it's very much like he's like playing like an eight year old child well, or something like that, which I think is you know intentional. Before we started the episode, we were all talking about hackers, and we were talking about Matthew Lillard and his presence in the yeah. movie. I was getting yeah. mad kindred spirit vibes with Dudikoff in this and Matthew Lillard in Hackers. He's sort of a annoying, <laughs> love it or hate it kind of presence. And in this case... A little jester man <laughs> just being <laughs> a wicked puppet man. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I've got sympathy for Dudikoff. I think he was... He's fine. I think John Stockwell... <laughs> Thank God he's in the movie, and it's like t- two-hander with the, between the two of them. But like, Dudikoff, as a fan of um, American Ninja and Avenging Force and all of his '80s, like he literally has no other movies. <laughs> now I have not seen ever in my life Bachelor Party, yeah. which he's in, and that's a comedy. <laughs> Wow. So maybe he brings this kind of <laughs> yeah. energy. Maybe he got that role for this one. He got cast like going Golan and Globus were like he is like a James Dean type guy. And that that was like what they were thinking. 
and they wanted yeah. him to be like a star for them. Like they wanted to be a homegrown star basically. And I mean, I think they dropped the ball so big time on it's always sunny in Philadelphia, not having him be the real dad of Dennis Reynolds, because if you watch American <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ninja, it, he's got big, I, I mean, I think Glenn Howard and he just looks kind of like Michael Dudikoff, but like, He's really doing kind of like the eyebrow thing. Like it's so dude, like it's so (laughs) the same character almost. I don't know. I was watching some documentary on Canon once on the Canon film group or whatever. And they were talking about that. It was like the, either the producer or director of American Ninja. And he's like, Oh, we got this guy, Michael Dudikoff and everyone loves him. Like trying to, like he just thought that everyone was like super into him. And then like seeing the movie, he's just like this, like, he has like zero charisma. I mean, I like that movie too, for sure. I used to watch all those movies when I was a kid, but like he is just like a, it might as well be a fucking robot or <laughs> just like a, like a mannequin up there. And the, and like in terms of like a, <laughs> a performance isn't like the martial arts stuff, but in this one, he's definitely going for it. He's got like manic eight year old yeah. kid energy. Which I guess is probably, I was saying it's probably intentional because that's like what these characters are about. They've been like shut up in this underground bunker for like 20 years or something. And they like have never seen the outside world. Just, everything to them is some reference to like 1940s. Everything's a, a slick dick or some sort of penis yeah. pun. It happens so much. Time, it's nonstop. It's, it's truly yeah. throughout everything is some it's sort funny. of penis thing people do react like you're a porno guy it's like well no i'm like a detective i'm a private eye or whatever <laughs> you're a porno yeah. guy yeah. slick dick i love it when they leave he says slick dick a lot of times they leave the bunker they're just driving along like a road yeah. that's in the middle of like rocks <laughs> <laughs> and some lady just runs out across the road like, where'd she come from? Where was she? Because it seems like, I mean. Yeah. It's like a red, like barren desert. It's beautiful. Like, I mean, it is. I think we've talked about this. No. Fucking. Woo. Talk, almost starting to talk about the <laughs> aborted pilot episode. A little peek behind the curtain. But, uh. I think Pune employs um, kind of a kid logic to his movies that is really beautiful. And like some people do it and it doesn't work. I feel like he is sort of doing that intentionally. You know, it's not like some editing mistake. Because you see it, we'll see it throughout his filmography where there's just kind of this freewheeling fun attitude like that where it's like, and then they leave the bunker. And they're driving out, and it's all this weird thing, and this lady pops and up. something cool exactly. happens. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And all the makeup oh, yeah. was... The Captain America movie is definitely very much... Oh, I can't too. wait to... I haven't watched that in a long time. That one, I was a little kid. The opening scared the shit out of me, dude. Because it's like, <laughs> Nazis invade this house and take yeah. this little boy away and then put him in this machine and make him become the Red Skull, and he's like screaming. <laughs> that was like scary as hell, dude, when I was a little kid. I'm sure I watched it when I was a kid. I, I don't remember it super well. I do remember watching like the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Uh, it came out <laughs> somewhere around that time as well. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. I didn't see that until I was like in my 20s. The but... main takeaway I remember from it is that you see his butt a lot. Oh, yeah. That's really funny. 
I remember renting it and as a kid and just being like, why does he keep sharing his butt? <laughs> like, what the hell? You're like, it's like rated R for nudity, and you're like, fucking A, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, it's all, all doll doll ass. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> This one's for the mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, no, this, I don't know. This movie just has a really cool vibe to it in general where it's like it seems like it's about to start being kind of cringy but it never it honestly doesn't really ever get there it's i think it is genuinely pretty funny and uh the plot i don't know it gets a little murky in the middle but like for the most part it is pretty interesting i think and uh it's shot great yeah, dude, it's like a guy really making the most out of nothing, which we will see time and time again. I mean, Cyborg is probably the great example of him, like, you know, turning, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a an old-timey saying to throw in there, but, you know, turning something out of nothing. This was like after Sword and Sorcerer, they gave him like money to like make this one. Right. And that's why, I mean, a lot of that went into like the amazing rap monster, which is like one of the best parts of this movie, which is like actually extremely well done. I love and, when like, it the eats animatronics the kids. are. Yeah, it's so yeah. fucking. That's that's my letterboxed review. Is it's rad to see that giant rat kill those kids because it's <laughs> now it's just pretty fucking funny. Man. Harmony Kareen definitely saw this movie before he made Gummo, right? <laughs> yeah, because those kids are like the same as the little cowboy yeah. kids. Like you fucking yeah. rabbit, rabbit. You know, because the whole yeah. conceit with them is. I don't know. Are they adults? They call them disco mutants in the, in this movie. Disco mutants. That's what I think is that they're like they've been. But they're like <laughs> you, stupid motherfucker, you fucker, you know. And they're like they're all like have dirty language and stuff. But they have guns. It's the same difference as the little kids in Gummo. Anyway, I can feel. I can see it. Like I can totally see that. I also love that one of the kids is the kid from Better Off Dead that says, "Yeah, two, oh, two dollars." Yeah. My girlfriend, she pointed out that's one of her favorite movies. She was like, "Wait a minute, I know this kid somehow." Yeah, oh, yeah. She figured <laughs> yeah, it out. That's how I was for me too. I was like, "Is that the kid from it?" And I had to look it up to be sure, and I was, and I was super stoked because I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. That's the next year, Better Off Dead. So he would have. He's only in a few things. Yeah. He would have done that the very next year. Better Off Dead rules. Uh, it's a great movie. Savage Steve Holland, right? Mm-hmm. That and One Crazy Summer, those are great movies. I love Better Off Dead. Uh, Curtis Armstrong, great One Crazy that. Summer, I watched kind of recently, and I liked that movie. I'd seen it, I yeah, saw I that one more it. as a kid than Better Off Dead. It was on HBO or whatever, and I just like... One Crazy Summer has has Booger and another like classic. It has like... It's like an embarrassment of side characters... In that one. I can't remember who else is in it, though. It's, like, slipping my mind. Because he's in Better Off Dead, too. That's Curtis Armstrong. Yeah, he yeah, plays yeah. Booger. He's in, like, both of them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, those movies are great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they actually kind of... They have a kind of similar spirit to some Pune stuff, honestly, oh, yeah. in a way. Like you got the, Demi Moore the... in it, too. Oh, Bobcat. That's right, yeah. That's It's got oh, yeah. Bobcat's old right, yeah, yeah. That's right. who I was thinking of. 
Yeah. One crazy summer recommended. It's <laughs> <laughs> a popcorn classic. Yeah, those kids, the gummo kids. They're they're. I agree that I do think that they're like, pro. Like I think in universe they are men who have been turned into kids via mutation. I think is the implication. Maybe they're mm-hmm. just children, but <laughs> I think since they're referred to as disco mutants, that uh, yeah, maybe they're just. It honestly doesn't matter it's funny it works as a gag i think it works and then yeah they're kind of like an antagonist so i don't know they i don't know when they get killed by the the rat monster it is very fucking funny to me i just i thought that was that i was hooting and hollering for sure at the end but yeah i don't know everything about this movie it's just they just go to like cool kind of set piece area to set piece area that has like insane lighting and it's either like super warm or super cold and yeah. it's it's just i don't know it, it does a really good job of just taking you to like i don't know fun scene to fun scene in a way even when it kind of bogs down a little bit in the middle george kennedy is in it yeah that's right yeah thoughts <laughs> yeah he plays <laughs> the like what dash hammer the dad who like yeah. it's like they but i guess they're like some it, in some kind of Scooby Doo fashion, they are like demasked, and it turns out that it's they're like the the guys. Their makeup was cool. Yeah, even the lizard face. I was like, man, not bad. You know, <laughs> you can tell like that's what the money went to, like stuff like yeah. that, like the sets and extras and the extras. Like you yeah, can just a tell of, a lot of extras, especially in the city. Like they, there's yeah. that whole sequence with sue sad and her band with they do like the basically that full ass music video in the middle of this uh and there's yeah there's like hundreds of extras there it looks like a city it's it's great nowadays they don't they don't get (laughs) that many extras to to do anything (laughs) it's all cg dude there was like more people in that there's more people in that final scene than all of Deadpool 1 and 2. <laughs> yeah. That whole movie takes place on like a overpass, right? There's like 10 people <laughs> yeah. in it. Like all Marvel movies. I never saw either of those movies. Well, I'm being hyperbolic, but I mean yeah. Doctor Strange 2, remember when they go to New York City, there's like 10 people I never in that Doctor movie. Doctor Strange maybe. 2 either. Oh, <laughs> uh, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Man, yeah. I'm glad that Pune never went down that road. Although it would have been yeah. good financial windfall for him, so I'm not wishing that yeah. against him. I'm just saying it's sad to see Sam Raimi end up doing Oz Great and Powerful and then nothing for about like 10 years almost and then do my least favorite movie I've ever seen in theaters you know outside of <laughs> miss march and helen back maybe <laughs> yeah i also did not like dr strange too it was uh we saw it together in theaters at the imax and brutal yeah, I, I definitely had a bad time it was I, def- I didn't even really like the first one so i just like never yeah it. It. <laughs> it was the final it truly was the final nail for me of i'm just i'm not seeing any more uh, Marvel movies. I just they, after you know, after like so many in a row that I don't like. It's like why am I even going and seeing these? You know. Uh, yeah. So fuck it. I'm just not. I'm not gonna go anymore. 
Thanks, Sam Raimi. You're going to get to watch Captain America in 1990, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to watch my Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> the 1990 Captain America. Honestly, when I was a kid, though, I mean, I was like, in 1990, I'm six or whatever, and I probably saw it in 91, let's say. I, to me, this that Captain America and Tim Burton's Batman were like on equal footing. You know, I was yeah. so starved, and there were no Marvel movies except Punisher, which I wasn't old. Like, I didn't get to see Punisher because it was rated R or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't, I mean, I just wasn't as interested in the Punisher. I was super into, like, Wolverine, the Hulk, and stuff. I mean, I did watch the Hulk TV show. There's a made-for-TV movie where the Hulk and Thor, like, hang out. Do you know what I'm talking about from the 80s? No, I haven't seen that one. Like There's the, a Swamp Thing show too, wasn't there? Oh fucking a dude! And I love, <laughs> I love the Swamp Thing movies. Wes Craven and the yeah. Jim Wynorski's Return of Swamp Thing. Wynorski. I, I actually don't think I've seen those, dude. Return of Swamp yeah. Thing. I don't know what it was. It must be on TV or something. But that is a staple of my childhood, and it's like a From 1989. It's a pretty bad movie. It's got Heather Locklear <laughs> in it. Maybe I have seen it just like when I was that young though, and I just don't remember it at all. I mean, but, I would have wa- wanted to watch that kind of thing. Yeah, what, the first movie's rocks, dude. It's Wes Craven. I mean, Dick Durock plays oh. Swamp Thing in the TV, sh- the '80s or '90s TV show, and those two movies. And then they did a recent one with uh, Derek Mears, who plays Jason in the Friday Thirteenth remake from 2009. So, if you want to check that out. And there was a cartoon, too. I had some toys from Swamp Thing. I was into Swamp Thing. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. It's me, Ray Gun Bush, here with a little ad break for you. Now, I want to talk about the Flinzer, the record label that my band is on. The Flinzer is an incredible record label, home to many awesome artists like Brian's band, Bostonage, or how about Have a Nice Life, Planning for Burial, Amulets, Elizabeth Colorwheel, and so many more. You can get 10% off on albums and merch from these bands at nowflinzing.com when you enter promo code NEMESIS at checkout. You heard that right. Promo code NEMESIS will get you 10% off at the online Flinzer store. Now, offer does not apply to pre-orders or memberships and to the future listeners, it will expire in 2024. So hop on it today and grab some cool stuff at a great price from nowflinzing.com. Now, back to the Puniverse. It's a little later, but I, I remember one of the first like superhero things I saw was like either The Phantom with Billy Zane mm, yeah, I saw or Spawn. I remember yeah. for some reason my mom let me get there was like a I don't know if it was HBO it was some sort of like pay-per-view where you could like rent through the box but this mm. is still like 90 it was like a weird pay-per-view thing before you know uh DVR or whatever uh but I loved Spawn like so much I thought Spawn <laughs> was like the sickest fucking thing ever uh, it, the movie, even though it's not that good, but I don't know. It has a, it has a coolness to it to me. <laughs> it has its moments, I guess. It's, yeah. it's not very good though. It, there's a lot of like, I left that there's like fire wipes in it though. I remember that 
Yeah. It is Michael Jai White, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's totally. kind of cool. Yeah. Martin I mean, Sheen cool. is in yeah. it, if I recall correctly. Yeah. And if his yep. heart stops, the airplane will explode or something like that. <laughs> and it, oh, it had someone... John Leguizamo. Like, yeah, John Leguizamo, that's it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. Clown. the clown. Dude, Leguizamo. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a second. I love him. He is... <laughs> so I've been, I saw an he's interview. Great. He's in the menu, which I can't wait to see. It's coming out to, today, I guess, or tomorrow. I mean, to put a little timestamp on when we're doing this. This will come out way, yeah, way, yeah. way, way later. <laughs> but uh, uh, I just think, yeah, Leguizamo, I was just like, man, this guy. And going back to American Ninja, I was about to weigh in, and it kind of got away from me. Steve James in the American Ninja movies is a, a black gentleman. He's doing, like, legit martial arts. He looks great. He's in all of the American Ninja movies and always his second billing to Dudikoff. And then in part three, some other guy who's like worse than Dudikoff. <laughs> right. I, I forgot there's another guy. And it's just like goes to show you how like racist America still is, you know, because uh. Leguizamo has done more work than most people have. More like good quality work. Summer of Sam is like 25 years old, you know. Yeah, it's 99. thinking about that movie a lot. Anyway, House of Buggin. Remember that show? He has his own like, variety, like, sketch show on Fox. He did his a couple one-man shows, too, that were filmed that are probably... Freak. Let's also... He also did do The Pest, which is, like, yeah. <laughs> an insanely... That's, like, from his mind, too. That's, like, fully... <laughs> hey, man. Fully Johnny Legs <laughs> unleashed. Just fucking... <laughs> free to be as racist as possible but he's in like john wick he just like shows up he is no he rocks john wick and he had like a tv show and no no shade to john leguizamo but yeah he also did put some evil into the world as well well i say he's he's allowed to put a little evil into the world you know and like yeah he earned yeah he earned that evil i guess everyone should listen to just the intro song to the past. If you haven't heard it, John Leguizamo wrote a rap and, and raps it at the beginning. He, that, that those are his lyrics. <laughs> uh, and everyone should listen to that. The past is uh, not good. Turn off the I movie. Mean, no, it is not good. We also watched that together a couple of years ago. Yeah. You brought that as a bad movie night. My original run in with the past is my cousins in California. Brian's country out there. Um, we went out there and they're like you haven't seen the pest oh my god it's like the funniest movie ever and we like made a special (laughs) trip to their they lived in sebastopol so it was like some rural like video store you know like and uh we rented the pest it was like clearly like a movie they had rented like multiple times like just buy it at this point and i i remember sitting there just like barely laughing you know it's like this is Sorry guys, the past. <laughs> I saw it as a as a child, child, it, like around when it came out. Because I was born in ninety, so I was like seven when it came out. I thought it was the funniest fucking movie when I was a child. And I <laughs> I lived in Columbia, outside of Columbia, Missouri, in this town called Boonville, Missouri. And my dad took me to there was this like music store called Slackers there that i think still exists in columbia maybe and we went to go find the pest soundtrack because i thought the beginning song was so funny and i wanted to like 
find it on cassette or CD and it didn't exist. And I, <laughs> I remember that I cried. And so my dad, uh, <laughs> tape recorded it off the TV and dubbed it onto a tape for me along with some like other music. <laughs> That's a good dad. Yeah, that's nice. So that that is a that is a real story. I loved the past when I was a kid, and then yeah, watch. I remember it was definitely one of those moments where I was in like high school, and it's like, hey, we got to you know what? We should watch the past. That movie's like hilarious, and then putting it on, and it's like, oh no, this is true punishment. Whoops. Like this is barely watchable, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I watched it at some point. I don't remember a damn thing about it. I don't know why. It's just the most dangerous game. That's like basically the plot. Uh, it's like the guy, the guy who in real life is like a pedophile or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was from, say Jeffrey Jones uh, is in it, right? Yeah, from yeah, B- Ferris Bueller and um, mm. Deadwood. Uh, but yeah, he's like a he's like a Nazi basically who's hunting <laughs> different people of different races for his like human head wall or whatever. Wow. That's kind of the the premise of the movie. You know what movie fucking kicks ass? The old old ass most dangerous game movie. It's like the same people that made the King. Yeah, King the Kong. from the thirties. I've it's, never seen it. It's yeah. awesome. I have the Criterion DVD of it. So I don't think they put it out on nice. Blu-ray. But that's like, man, that's a good movie. Anyway. That's pre-code movie. I, Pre-haze code. Yeah, I'm I'm into that storyline. Surviving the game. The past. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm sure there's other ones. I'm just like not hard target. Yeah, hard target is it. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's that's hard, one. oh hard target. That's one of the best ones. Absolutely. Yeah. John Woo. It's great. Watched it. I watched it not that long ago. What was that one that yeah. was there an uproar about? It was like this is too. Oh, the hunt. The satire. We can't handle this right now. And it had like Ike Barinholtz yeah. in it. You know, I think it's called the hunt or something. The hunt. Even that movie. I was like, any port in a yeah, storm. I'm into yeah. humans hunting humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you like a... the Hunger Games? I unironically liked those movies. Dude, I watched them with I an ex-girlfriend, did, I and I did like them. <laughs> I didn't like any of the sequels, but the first movie I did enjoy. And it's it was fun. I don't know. I like I like Battle I like Royale. the premise, the Battle I mean, Royale. I love yeah, Battle it's Royale. good. That's a great yeah, movie. Any Royale's kind of great. like. Pete, you have to fight each other, that kind of thing. Like, I'm into it. I'm into the kind of like, I've actually, okay, this is a wild tangent. We're down deep in a rabbit hole right now, but I've been, <laughs> I've been searching for movies that are about like siege or something that are ultimately kind of like dramas about people, like Lifeboat, like what we were talking about. I got to watch this stupid movie called Black Friday uh, that's about fucking zombies on Black Friday or whatever. But, like, (laughs) it is ultimately just kind of, like, a thing where, like, these ten people talk for, like, an hour and reveal things about themselves. And the movie kind of, like, has these twists and turns and stuff like that. And it's like, man, I love that kind of a movie. You know, whatever that is. I mean, Night of the Living Dead, obviously, is one of the greatest ones. And yeah. then Day of the Dead. Actually, Day of the Dead is probably the ultimate one, you know. 
of where yeah, it's that's just one like, of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard wreck from from me. Day of the Dead is amazing for that. That's definitely a good one. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's definitely great. I've just I've been looking for movies like that. I don't think there's any in the Pune universe that we're going to be talking about, but uh, yeah, unfortunately not. <laughs> hey. Pune is largely about action, I would say, or you know, most of his movies feature a lot of action. Yeah, martial arts, action, some sort of yeah, robots are heavily <laughs> featured, cyborgs. Often, dialogue doesn't matter. Like it's almost yeah. like he employ he does employ a lot of like uh, silent film techniques and stuff, especially with lighting mm-hmm. and just like the visual language of some of his shots. Is I mean that's like all you need to know about what's going on, you know. I mean, this movie, I would say, is one of his more heavily reliant on the script and the the words and stuff, like because of, yeah, you know, the whole bit about them, like being in a bunker with only apparently like, because uh, they're named Philip and Marlowe, so they have, and then. Dash Hammer, Dashiell Hammett, you know, I mean, there's all these allusions to old crime novels and stuff, and that's, like, their view of the world. It's his blast from the past. Yeah, with Brendan Fraser. 15 years before blast from <laughs> the past. That's what this is, you know, so, I don't know. This is, like, this movie goes the distance, you know? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the music in it rocks. It has, like, multiple fun, like, the the chase scene when they're driving with their inexplicable platform thing they're carrying behind their truck. <laughs> why do they have that? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know why they have that? It was it was to hold their gas because they need a cool fight scene. Yeah, yeah. they need to do martial arts while driving. That's why they're, they they explain it away as saying that that was their where their gas was. Yeah, yeah it's I mean it's got gas. like a like a trap door on it that they launch like one of those biker ladies through. And like, uh, which those costumes rule too, yeah. and are it, it's a it's a really fun scene. It's it's really yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it has that that thing where like, uh, kind of like the warriors are like, um, mm-hmm. escape from the Bronx or whatever. Uh, had where it's like different gangs that are like theme gangs. Uh, yeah, these are all like those. decades, right? It's so there's right, like kind of yeah, like the like, there's like the greasers like. Uh, disco guy absolutely yeah, disco it did remind memes. me of the new barbarians and then like 1990 yeah, the bronx yeah. warriors and stuff like that it's sort of like yeah, yeah it's sort of like yeah bronx warriors is what i was trying to think of yeah it's got that a little bit more money than that maybe it's trying to yeah. do warriors but it's yeah, not yeah. quite getting there you know <laughs> but like i thought some of the makeup was cool do you think when he ripped the hair off of that woman on the windshield and she's all screaming and stuff, was she surprised that her hair came off or was she embarrassed that it was off or what, what was the situation there? Do you, th- you know, I mean, it could have been in the, sc- I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was I don't know in about that one. I didn't know if he literally <laughs> ripped it out of the follicles, the whole in wall in one piece. And she was like, Oh my God, radiation has <laughs> taken my hair out or, <laughs> you took my wig off. I'm insane. Do you have thoughts about it? I think it's you took my wig off. I'm insane. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I'm leaning towards. Too. She went like totally bonkers when they pulled her. Wig that would off. be one of the best. 
I don't know, one most troubling sentences for someone to say to you is, you took my wig off, I'm insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, have you ever, have y'all ever seen, uh, you know the Barbarian Brothers, or the Paul? Yeah, oh yeah. The Paul guys? Yeah. They have uh-huh. a movie called Think Big, have y'all seen that movie? No, I haven't I seen haven't. it. I think I remember you telling me about that before. They, um... In that movie, they're like truckers, and they accidentally have like toxic waste or something. That and people are pursuing them, and they're like they're aloof, you know, or whatever. Anyway, at the end, David Carradine, who has been chasing them the whole time, he drives away in their rig, and it has a toxic waste in it, and he takes some of his hair and starts pulling it out and looks at it, and he just like screams. And it's supposed to be like a funny moment. It's an ultimate like cruel eighties. Like I, yeah, that's yeah. another dragon I'm always chasing. It's just like, I think when the little boys get eaten by the rat monster, that's kind of a cruel eighties touch. And this movie, yeah, just stuff that makes me feel like a little, a scared little boy watching up all night again, you know, which is where I saw think big, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, I don't know. That's where I was thinking about. Yeah, like ghoulies or something, like with the the hair coming out. I was just it reminded me of yeah. Think Big, and that when she was screaming and stuff, I was like, I gotta see that. Ups- when I, if I was a little boy, this would be scary to me. It's funny now, but yeah. like when I was little, when he pulls his hair out and he's just like, a, ah, he just like starts screaming. It was like too <laughs> really disturbing to me, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to look at any more of my notes on this movie. I mean, really good radioactive dreams. Cannibals. Good performances, you know. Cannibals, uh, new wave music. Yeah, there was Cannibals. It takes a lot of boxes like that, you know, to 40s detective story with cannibals and gangs. And yeah, more extras than trap any doors. all last 10 Marvel movies put together. More extras <laughs> in one scene. There's a part in which they get, like, their asses kicked or whatever, and then they turn uh-huh. into, like, elite noir Super soldiers. Yeah, they yeah. like get clean suits out of nowhere. Yeah, and it, yeah, it and the, like the lighting gets so like stark, and they're just, like they're fully just like Puna saying these are the two coolest people that could possibly exist. Honestly, at this point, <laughs> and Philip doesn't uh, he doesn't light his cigarette till the very end when he's decided. Yeah, or well, when he's like, Nah, babe, you tried to cannibalize me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the girl that Marlo is into, he like shoots dead. Yeah. And then there's an amazing dance number to like a fucking banger song. There was a great part at the end when like the when like the kid's dad is dying and he says something really awesome. It was like uh fuck. Shit, uh, the past is the past. Get on yeah. with your life, kid. <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he goes, Thanks, Pops. It's like Yeah. Great. Then he just dies. Yeah, I, th- I think a thing that's cool about this movie, and I think some of his other movies, when he kind of talked about like the the child logic, is that it is it honestly ends on a kind of a positive note. It's like kind of hopeful, you know. Yeah. It makes you. It kind of has a everything's good. Like even though the world ended, everything's gonna be all right type of thing, yeah. uh, which I like. You know, I like that it's just not some like. A nihilist thing also i mean it is pretty ridiculous and then with some wanton <laughs> violence a lot of bystanders getting killed and stuff in this yeah. but it would be ridiculous if they went with like a dark ending at the end of, i mean i would <laughs> it would have been acceptable i guess but 
it was perfectly fine for them. You get a little bit of both, really. I mean, they're like, well, I guess it's a po- totally positive, really, because they like get to move on from their parents that they like were all hung up on and didn't know if they were like dead or like they'd abandoned them or whatever. So I guess yeah. that when they die, it gets resolved. It's a little dark, but then they just get to live the rest of their lives uh, in, in the post-nuclear world. <laughs> Which, I mean... And they have access to a nuclear missile that they, they still have control of. Seems to be okay. I mean, there must yeah. be water, at least. You know? I yeah. mean, with all the dancing and stuff. Did y'all see the Bad Batch? I haven't. I don't know. I don't it's haven't. an Anna Lily Amapur movie. A lot of people, like, hated it. But I, I don't know. I really enjoy, <laughs> I enjoyed it. But uh, there's like, they're living in like, it's like Texas basically, but there's like no, there's like clearly like water concerns and stuff. And people are mm-hmm. like surrounding like a little water supply, I assume, you know, I don't know. Just kind of make me think about that movie and stuff and other like post-apocalyptic movies that deal with like, young people still kind of enjoying like a youth culture still existing or like punk subculture existing in the post-nuclear wasteland, you know? I mean, is there other examples of that barter town, I guess? There's in video games, like the fallout series has that, you know, which definitely pulls a ton from this. I think even like admittedly, I think they've said they were inspired by, this and wasteland and some other stuff but yeah that's cool i mean yeah this is very early in the post-apocalyptic genre i would think right it's 84 like i don't know what else was out yeah i don't then. know what is the first movie that kind of takes on like uh planet of the apes i guess planet of the apes probably would yeah. Be the count. One. yeah i mean there's I mean, certainly that ca- i think that counts absolutely as, as post-apocalyptic that's what it's implied by the 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 Statue of Liberty being there, right? Like, yeah, because really, apocalypse means like a a major shift and a change, like a permanent change, right? I mean, that's yeah. kind of why I don't. I'm not gonna look it up <laughs> with the real definition. Apocalypse, apocalypse doesn't mean extinction necessarily. Um. Oh, I got one. I got a good. I got a good one. Uh, the Double Dragon movie. I also forced you to watch oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah. With uh, uh, Mike De- uh, what Dacascus and Mark Mark Dacascus and Scott Wolf. Uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, Party Five had name? Matthew Fox and Scott Wolf. Think about that. What's <laughs> the the actor who plays Patrick? Uh, Patrick, <clears throat> Richard Patrick. Is that it? Richard Patrick. Right? Robert. Is Patrick? that the right name? Robert T- Patrick. T one thousand. There you go. Yeah, he From plays. The uh, Everyone's favorite yeah, season he... of the X Files. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's also in The Sopranos for a little bit. Yeah, right? he is. Yeah, he uh, he owns the uh, the sporting goods store. Yeah, he's he's the main villain in Sh- Shao Kahn or whatever. I don't know. In Double Dragon, I'm getting it fucked up. That movie I only watched kind of recently, and uh, I was surprised it was set in the future. I don't know why it is necessarily. Yeah, it's post. It's like in L.A. after yeah. like climate disaster and stuff and like half the city they like there's like a jet ski battle that takes place in hollywood <laughs> uh 
but there's like lots of like punk subculture, you know, quote unquote punk subculture happening in that movie. Yeah. Uh, and it is, I guess, kind of post-apocalyptic. There's a lot of like wasteland post-apocalyptic imagery, like across most of Pune's movies. Uh, He really starts to dive into, I mean, his first movie is the sword and the sorcerer, which is, I don't think he's repeated like and in jumping into that kind of a genre like everything else starts to move into like the future post-apocalypse and like cyborg stuff he truly does yeah set most of his stuff in like a futuristic setting or he like yeah. seems to favor that you know maybe it's easier right, yeah. to do that kind of thing i mean even sword in the source sword in the sorcerer has like that kind of element to it almost you know it's like it's easily transferable Sure, yeah, you can just else. imagine it's in the future instead of the past. Uh-huh. Even something like Kickboxer 2 that's not, like, set in the future, like, the way it's filmed and shot is so, like, yeah. cold and stark that, like, if you were also, like, actually, this movie is set in 2053, I'd be like, <laughs> you know what, sure, I believe it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is it's a, shot like, like it's like a that. future movie for some reason. What's that? I was gonna, I would say that Captain America is kind of like that as well. Like it just feels like it could be of any era. There's, I mean, I guess there's some cars in that one that like peg it to its time, but like overall, it's kind of shot in the same way where it's just, it could just be any old time. Yeah, I mean, Captain America is <laughs> something else. I can't wait to get into that one. Yeah, and I mean, we got Brain Smasher coming up. We'll have a good guest. We'll have a good guest for that episode. There will be guests on future episodes, by oh, the yeah, way. Oh, yeah, we should uh, say that. We're going to have big <laughs> guests. I mean, we don't want to probably say who they are in case they cancel at the last minute. We don't, you know, have Tom from Plenty for Burial. Come on here. Yeah, we're going to force people... We're going to force people to talk about movies they may not have seen or care about. But you know what? I think it'll be fun to talk about, uh, you know, just talk about movies in general with people. Oh, absolutely. I think there's something for everyone in the universe, you know? I think there'll be something to that will stand out, you know? Because these movies, they don't suck. I mean, even when they do suck, kind of like Arcade, like, there's still parts of Arcade that, like rock and i mean we'll do an arcade episode you know yeah but yeah it's there's just always something there that is worth seeing you know yeah. yes. like arcade is like warriors only but a lot of this is surprisingly easy swimming i think you know it's for not, sure yeah. I, I do yeah I, I think that some people will have like vague memories of seeing like the box for cyborg in the video star oh yeah nemesis is like a legendary box yeah people have seen nemesis doll man and captain america and cyborg are the ones i feel like people have seen right like maybe kickboxer too but i don't know i might be a little in the weeds in the i mean that one looms large for me for sure cyborg was the one i saw first yeah cyborg was was first for me too and then surprisingly like a steven seagal movie called ticker Hell yeah. uh, which is like a late, late period Seagal. Yeah, Ticker is definitely interesting to me. With I, I that is something I want to touch on eventually with Sizemore and Dennis Hopper, Ice yeah. T, Nas. Yeah, it's got, I mean, Nas is in it. Yeah, insane cast. That's yeah. like Southland Tales level cast, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, 
It's definitely one of the more watchable of his later period movies. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm always looking for something that has a Southland Tales level cast. <laughs> <laughs> like prime requirement. Yeah. Actually, Southland Tales still has a crazier cast, actually. That has, but... like, the best cast, I think. When Philip, or not Philip, when, uh, sorry, when Christopher Lambert showed up, I was like, this is... <laughs> In Southland I Tales? I can't believe yeah. this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Levitz. I'm just got slash... Butter in it again, too. Yep, yeah, you're right, Curtis and Armstrong. And the lady from, uh, the lady from, uh, Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. That, like clears the house or whatever yeah. i don't know uh uh wood harris pimpstone commits suicide yeah pimpstone commits suicide <laughs> wood harris in a great against type role also is with him and Sherry amy poehler in her- yeah, yeah she yeah. is she plays like a badass in it kind of yeah yeah southland tales is also you know what that's in the puniverse as far as i'm concerned <laughs> have to go through a wormhole to i think there. there's some spiritual connection between uh richard kelly honestly oh yeah because his stuff has all got panned as well i mean yeah, he, donnie darko did well but like the box was yeah. also there is no richard box kelly wasn't that great. without albert pune that much i know for sure <laughs> yeah they definitely are like you know harmonious and soul <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know it's I, I really like this movie though i think people should watch this might be one people haven't seen if they've seen any of his movies i feel like this would be one of the ones that is less watched radioactive dreams for sure. i hadn't watched but, it until we decided to do it for this podcast I, I i guess there's a bunch of them that i hadn't but and i i gotta say it's it's gotta be t- top of you know top tier for for, I mean, I've seen a decent amount of his stuff, and this would mm-hmm. rate pretty high for me, honestly. Uh, like this, this is right up there towards the top. But I, do we want to do? We're, are we going to do a, a rating system? Do you guys want to? Yeah, I liked our system that we came up with before with the the thumbs up, where everyone has a thumb to pitch in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I give this a thumbs up. Same. Yeah, all says so. That's three. Three. Thumbs I think that's up. three thumbs up. <laughs> I think, but like, we, uh, well, we're gonna have guests, so we'll have a four, four system. Like the four is the top number or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, for this episode only, let's all vote. Should we give it an honorary thumbs up for the guest who's not here? I vote yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Four yeah. thumbs yeah, up. I think sure. that whoever. Yeah, thumbs up. So it's a four thumbs up movie. Albert is with us here today in spirit, and I think he's giving it a thumbs up as well. <laughs> I think he would appreciate hearing the the four four thumbs up for his movie right now. I hope so. You know, we did go off on a huge tangent about lots of other stuff, but at the heart of this, <laughs> I want everybody to know that Albert Pune fucking rules, and that's why we're doing yeah. this. You should check these movies out. Yeah, he's he's not in great health right now, and so uh, we wish him a. I mean. We don't know by the time this comes out. Easy we're not time. Sure. But yeah, we wish you the yeah. best, Albert. So uh, anyway, on that note, should we call it good for <laughs> the maiden voyage of Across the Puniverse? Yeah, I, th- I, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to talking about some more of these weird movies with you guys and oh, I can't uh, getting wait. some people on here and seeing what their relationship is with, you know, 
these movies and not even just specifically these movies, but stuff that is in this zone, you know? Yeah. I imagine we're going to talk about all kinds of shit. Stuff like Charles band. Maybe my people, we might be talking about that. Maybe talking a little bit about the puppet master. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to talk a little bit about some puppets. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Shrunken heads perhaps. (laughs) Yeah. We do, do. Maybe we should start a Charles Band uh, podcast at some point as <laughs> yeah. well. Bandian Brothers. <laughs> band, band of no, it's just Band of Brothers. <laughs> just band and of brothers. it is us with like soldier shit in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> complete I feel like stolen his... <laughs> valor. <laughs> I feel like Richard Band, his brother, has to have scored at least one Pune movie. The guy was all over. Probably like, Dollman. I mean, moon and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, let's see. Do Hold they on. have other? Con- do they do other stuff besides Dollman together? I'm sure they made. At Anthony least... Ripperetti did that, which oh, okay. I think that's the guy from the Suicide Band. Oh, okay. Well, he he worked with uh, Charles Band, I think, on Arcade. Uh, that was also. A oh yeah, movie. that's a, oh that's classic. Classic full moon. That's why we watched that. Uh, we watched that at a bad movie night. Ray well, yeah, Blood Dolls. We had the, the had like a sizzle yeah. reel of like all the other stuff, and they, right. yeah, the arcade trailer is like all of the best parts of the movie arcade yeah. are in the trailer. So if you want to see the best version of that movie, I would, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would watch the trailer. But yeah, uh, yeah, that that was on there. Uh, there's a lot of so many toy centric um, or like small thing centric movies with uh, the full moon features. <laughs> like, oh yeah, definitely. Lots of, I mean, obviously the, the demonic toys. There's a Dollman crossover there. Uh, yeah, so isn't there the just? It's not Pune is it though. Versus Dollman? Is it versus? Yeah, Dollman yeah, versus, Dollman versus, versus demonic, demonic toys. It's like a demonic toys movie and then a Dollman movie and then yeah. I right. think I think actually. Dollman versus Demonic Toys is like a recap, like a shameless reek. Like it's yeah, like most of the movie is mm, like the other yeah. movie. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, it initially. Wait, he definitely like Dollman definitely like gets with like a small woman in that one. Like she she gets shrunk down somehow, and like Hell yeah. they become lovers. Dollman yeah. finally gets his. <laughs> That's like the best part of that movie, probably. We've all been <laughs> dying to see this happen. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. just been, you know, on bated breath waiting for Dollman to fuck <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Charles Band. <laughs> well, on that note, this has been Across the Puniverse. Come again, won't you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the sign off. Bye bye. Across, Across. Across. the Pune